You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. And we are off on hour three of the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Great to have you with us on an early Monday morning. I'm Michael Jenkins, live in Washington, D.C. She is Chelsea Messenger, live in Nashville, Tennessee. Coming up in the next hour, our reaction from week nine in the National Football League, including the Chiefs handling their business overseas. Still one more game to talk about in the NFL. We will do that at 820 when we get you ready for the Chargers and Jets Tonight in the Meadowlands, and then it is best bets time at 8.45. Chelsea, since we're talking about violence, big burly men knocking each other around on a gridiron, when you think about movies, who do you think of? Action heroes, Sylvester Stallone. And I was reading an article about him, and there's a new documentary about him out now on Netflix called Sly, I believe. Anyway, he was talking about his movie history, and he's a guy that's always done all of his stunts. Even back during the Rocky days, he would just take a beating because he wanted the action to be so realistic. Well, when he started this Expendables franchise in 2010, he got into a fight with Stone Cold Steve Austin in this movie, and he reveals that Not a lot of people realize that because they made the fight so realistic that Sly had to go to the hospital and he now has a permanent metal plate in his neck. Also had to have surgery for a hairline fracture. And he says, even to this day, he thinks about, was it really worth it fighting Stone Cold Steve Austin and having a permanent metal plate in my head just for the sake of realism? I can't imagine doing that. He did, so he's a better man than me. Have you ever done something that resulted in some sort of injury that's still kind of not a metal plate? But you know, you were swimming, you nicked something like, ah, this elbow still bothers me from from all those freestyles I did back in the day. No, I have not done anything that closely resembles picking a fight with Stone Cold (laughs) Steve Austin. Like, Our lives are a little different, but no, I will not be watching a documentary on Sylvester Stallone because I was forced against my will to watch so Uh many of his movies growing up because my dad and probably most men in that like demographic, like most people's dads probably loved all of these movies. So there I was sitting on the couch saying, dad, can we watch my little ponies? It's like, no, we're watching Rocky 
or no, we're watching the Expendables or anything with Sylvester Stallone, Nicolas Cage. Uh, I feel like there were some other ones that I'm missing out. Like Chris Christopherson was in some of the movies and all of these just like action movies that it felt like there was nothing for me because now action movies at least are sprinkled with some like humor, but all of the action movies that he watched were just like depressing and somebody was always getting beaten up, beaten up. Like there was nothing for me. Well, I disagree, Chelsea. There was nothing better as a kid than watching Rocky movies, Rambo movies, The Expendables. I, I get what you're saying, though, is that if you're being forced to watch those, but I think as a kid, I remember watching Rambo for the first time. And what was my favorite line? Maybe I can find it here. His sergeant, the one guy who's his friend when they're hunting him, and the sergeant leans over to the people hunting him and says, you're not hunting him. He's hunting you. And I was like, oh, my God. This Rambo character sounds like a total badass. And guess what? He was. I, but I'm also of the age where I just grew up where Sly Stallone was just a massive part of just my childhood existence. Whether it was Rocky, whether it was Rambo, whether it was something else, he was just a mega star, like at the peak of his powers. Yeah, but you were also a boy. I was a girl that just wanted to do little girl things. And instead I'm looking at roundhouse kicks and my dad's like, yeah, you see that Chuck Norris? He's got that roundhouse down. Although I will say I did watch uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. Like if we're talking about action guys, I watched that touched by an angel. Like there was a whole lineup on CBS that we would watch because we had a total of three channels. We had ABC, we had CBS and we had NBC. And maybe if we fashion the antenna right, we could get TBS and watch some Braves yeah. games or WGN and get some Cubs games. Um, but that was it. So I saw a lot of action stuff growing up, and I did not want to see it. Oh, poor Double D. Did you read this in the chat? Because he played football and baseball when he was younger, he has two partially separated shoulders, a partially torn rotator cuff, and all sorts of scar tissue behind each knee. Holy Lord, Double D. What did you play? Center and catcher? My God, that sounds awful. I got aching bones and I did nothing when I was a kid. What happened to me? Oh, he did play catcher. That generally happens when you play something like catcher in baseball. I feel like that probably wears. Oh, and fullback? Good God, no wonder. You take the the two positions in each of those sports where you probably take as much punishment as anyone. Yeah, but, like, that's what you expect from contact sports, right? Like, he wasn't doing swimming, where literally you have your own lane. People literally can't even go in your lane. It's like, nah, you stay over there. We've got a lane line dividing us two. But, like, that's like my dad. My dad played football, and I remember he would tell me about all of his surgeries. Like, he has a fake hip. He has two fake knees. Like, he's got a lot of metal in his body. But, like, that's the thing. That's what you get from football. It is not... They call it not for long for a reason. No, that's absolutely true. So let's stay in our lane right now, Chelsea. Continue talking about the NFL because that's what we do. And talk about what we saw yesterday in week nine in the NFL. Let's start with the early game yesterday where the Chiefs beat the Dolphins 21-14 to in Frankfurt. Chiefs were on top 21-0 at the half. One of the reasons why we both like this game, you had the guts to bet it, I did not, is that coming off a loss, Packer Mahomes is now 11-3 and straight up. But I think more than that, what is your take on the Dolphins now? Because they've lost three games this season, but each of those losses 
have come against winning teams. So are you a believer in Miami that they really have what it takes to knock down the top dogs in the AFC because they haven't proven they can beat the great teams or the very good teams in conference? No, like think about if this was college football. If you're sitting on the desk and if you're part of the committee, you're looking at their resume and you're saying, okay, what are the good teams you've beaten? None. Oh, you didn't Mm -hmm. keep it close with any of those teams either? Although the Dolphins did wage a sort of comeback. And I was feeling a little nervous because if there is any team that's built to come from behind, it's probably the Dolphins. Like they have such a good passing game that you're like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't be counting my money before this game is over uh, since I bet on the Chiefs. But still, I don't think they've proven anything for me to want to put them in that tier. And here's the thing. The books are kind of still putting them in that tier. They have shorter odds to win the AFC than the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think maybe there's some value there in fading the Dolphins or at least just not taking them to win the AFC. Right now, they're 6-1 to one, uh, ahead of the Bengals and ahead of the Bills, uh, but behind the Ravens and, of course, behind the Chiefs. Here's a good talker if we need something to talk about. Did you see where mm-hmm. Tyree Kill said this? I think this is football's new rivalry, the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Huh. A rivalry, you say? When's the last mm-hmm. time that the Dolphins beat the Chiefs? Do we know? I, I don't know. This is not a rivalry. It's not a, just because Tyree Kill wants it to be something doesn't mean it is. <laughs> and the only reason he's saying this is just because he switched teams, by the way. And he was one of the reasons why the Dolphins lost this game because there was a scoop and score in the second quarter after Brian Cook scored a little bit of a lateral. And it was because of a hit on Tyree Kill where he fumbled the football. But just because you switch teams, Tyree Kill, I like Tyree Kill, but he talked some smack before this game, did not deliver because the Dolphins lost this game. And why is this a rivalry? Based on what? The last time Miami won was 2011. Ah, this is a rivalry game. I remember 12 years ago when Miami beat Kansas City. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's one player. Like, it's not all about you, Tyree Kill. Like, we don't have players switch teams. They're like, oh, this is a rivalry now. Like, no, more goes into a rivalry than that. So, yes, I think this is something that's just for talk. And this is something that Tyreek Hill does all of the time. Uh, He kind of likes to stir the pot and talk some trash. It's just you got to back up that trash talk. Like, that's what I was more disappointed in. Because usually when Tyreek Hill says something, he has the talent and the skill to back it up. Like, remember before the season when he said – it, didn't he say something about he was going to get 2,000 receiving yards? And listen, yep. like he started off really hot. And at one point in the season there, I was like, you know what? Maybe he's not lying here. Uh, but, <laughs> but still, when he says this about the Chiefs, I'm not buying it. It still feels like the Chiefs are on another level than the Dolphins. And we saw that early Sunday morning. I'll tell you a big rivalry. Rams and Panthers, when Baker Mayfield went from the Rams to the Panthers last year. I mean, that's when you knew this is a rivalry. Come on, man. Can we talk about the Ravens for a second? The Baltimore Ravens ripped the Seahawks 37-3 to yesterday. Keaton Mitchell, rookie from ECU, undrafted, goes for 138 yards. Odo Beckham Jr. scores for the first time since he played with the Rams in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Lamar Jackson throws for only 187 yards. He sat out the fourth quarter of this game. Rarely in the NFL 
do you have a starting quarterback sit out? Not because he's injured, just because, nah, we don't need him. Seattle manages six first downs. They were outgained 515 to 151 yards. The Ravens are a problem. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's any value in betting on them, though, because right now the books have caught up. They're the second favorites to win the AFC at plus 450. If you like them to win the Super Bowl, though, they are 9-1. to one. I'm not sure if that's a bet that I'm going to make. Uh, they are now the overwhelming favorites to win the AFC North, though. They're minus 150, followed by the Bengals at plus 320. I still think this is maybe a solid bet to make. Like, I don't love taking any kind of futures bet at minus 150, maybe a weight on this one. But if I had to place a bet on this right now, it would be the Ravens because it still feels to me that the Bengals are not necessarily a regular season team. Yes, they look good now, but when it comes to the regular season, like the Ravens are the team that it feels like are the kings of the regular season. Yeah. Usually the trouble comes for this team later on in the year when you're playing in the postseason. And you have to be two-dimensional. I'm not saying that that's the case with this Ravens team, but in years right. past, it has kind of been the issue. So I don't know how you bet on the Ravens board. I think if it's a big number, because I would imagine now that you're seeing some of these crooked games, we're going to see massive spreads for the Ravens, especially when they're playing uh, some teams that are lower caliber. But they have two divisional matchups coming up. They've got the Browns at home and the Bengals at home. Usually the Ravens at home are much better as well. Uh, but maybe if you like the Ravens, you wait until after those two games because we've seen one thing about games in the AFC North is that usually they play closer than people expect. So, yes, the Ravens are flying high now, but if you truly believe on them, like maybe wait a couple games and see if you can get a better price. I think that's great advice. Also, I did want to mention the Raiders because they smoked the Giants yesterday, 30-6. to six. Danny Dimes looks like he's gone for the season with a torn ACL. He left early in this game, so Tommy DeVito takes most of the snaps for the G-Men. Hey, Tommy! Forget about it! You got it! Oh, he's not good. He's not good. Aiden O'Connell starts for Vegas. Did you see the Raiders in the locker room smoking cigars? Like, they had just won the Super Bowl. And I don't know if you saw the story that Jay Glazer had on Fox before the game that he told. And the last straw for the Raiders was the Raiders had a big airing it out session. We talked about that earlier last week, right? Everyone mm -hmm. gets in the locker room, says, all right, if you have something to say, say it. And so they lit up Josh McDaniels pretty good, right? And all of a sudden, after doing this, Antonio Pierce, who is now the interim head coach, stands up and gives an example about, hey, we need to play for us. We need to believe in what we do and how we play let's not worry about anyone else in fact as an example back in 2007 when we beat the patriots nobody thought we could win but we thought we could win because we believed in ourselves well he gives that speech everyone is reportedly on the same page and then immediately josh mcdaniels pulls pierce aside and says don't ever talk down about the patriots like that ever in front of everyone so immediately what could have been this harmonious moment for the locker room immediately shows the discord and as a result josh mcdaniels gonzo that's a crazy story if that's true yeah it doesn't sound like things were great when josh mcdaniels was around i'm not sure if this translates into more big wins for the raiders because you've still got to examine the opponent they beat the giants uh, to a bloody so I'm not taking too much away from it, but maybe 
in a situation where like maybe they're getting a lot of points maybe you play the raiders there i did think it was fishy that the raiders were favorites in this game despite firing all kinds of people from their staff and that should tell you a lot about the capabilities of the people who are manning that team so we'll see moving forward for the raiders oh man regardless of what happens there's no question that's a better and happier locker room without Josh McDaniels in it. Coming up next on the show, Los Angeles looks to put a charge into their season tonight against the Jets on Monday Night Football. And you know we're going to have a preview for you. She's Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. This is the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by our good friends at MGM, the king of parlays. We're coming up next. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Presented by Bad MGM. Oh, it's a Monday. I feel like I'm just now waking up. She's Chelsea. I'm Jinx. Coming up in just a second or two. The Jets try to keep their heads above water until the possible, and I stress possible, return of Aaron Rodgers. Chelsea, it's time to play a game, and this game is called Am I Wrong or Am I Right? And you will be the arbiter here. This is not a couple's fight. Thank God. Everything's great. So on Saturday, I don't have a lot of hobbies. I work a lot and I'm usually busy in my head trying to figure out something. So when I actually have time off, I try to take advantage of it. But you know, I'm hugely passionate about Texas football, especially when we have not been this good in a long time. It makes it worse, right? That's why I always tell fans, if you're a fan of Alabama or Ohio State or Michigan, it seems like they're always good and they have been recently, but you never know. You just never know because I felt like that with Texas 20 years ago. And then we had this huge falling off. So makes me even more nervous. So we played on noon, noon Eastern on Saturday. And we got there. I told the lovely Catherine, I said, if you will indulge me, I want to get there early because I don't know how busy it's going to be. It's a big game. I want to get a good seat. And so we got there 45 minutes before the game, which I feel like isn't crazy. And then we were one of the first people there. And this is the official Texas watch party. And then about a half hour before the game, there's still hardly anyone there. And then people started rolling in after the kickoff. And I'm like, what is happening here? Am I crazy? I feel like getting to a big watch party when there may or may not be seats available 45 minutes beforehand is early, but it's not wacky. And I'm like, where it? how are you rolling in late on a game like this? We haven't been this good in forever. We're number seven in the country. We're leading the conference, for God's sakes. We haven't been this good in 15 years, and people are just rolling in. Kansas State's a great football team. We almost lost that game. I couldn't believe it. I was sitting there incredulous, looking around like, how am I one of like three people here? This is ridiculous. Am I out of, am I out of line here? Am I missing something? 
This sounds like a speech that Nick Saban gave. I think it was like yes. five years ago because they had an issue with people leaving games at halftime because Alabama was beating the brakes off these teams so badly that they wouldn't stay the whole game. And Nick Saban literally had a press conference and chewed out the fan base. He said, if you guys are going to be fans that are leaving at halftime, we don't want you. We need a fan base for stay that stays for the entire game, no matter what, because that's what an actual fan does. So you need to have your Nick Saban moment and, you know, steal a microphone or a PA system or a karaoke system at whatever bar you're at and say, listen, if you're going to be Texas football fans, damn it, you need to get here on time. You need to be real football fans and you need to show up. So that's what you need to do. Maybe if Matthew McConaughey like narrated it, people would listen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm watching the pregame. I'm excited. I'm ordering drinks. I'm looking around. I'm like, this is a huge, this is a massive game. This is for the top of the conference. What are you doing? Why is, and finally, of course, people started coming in. It wasn't the, it wasn't the crowd I thought it would be, but there were plenty of Texas fans there eventually, including a lot that I knew just from the watch parties, but I couldn't believe it. I was just, I could out of sorts, Chelsea. I was out of sorts, but Bill said this in the chat and it is true. That is a very like DC thing as well like you just kind of roll in and then you sit down and you enjoy but i'm not like that at all if it's my team i'm gonna be there early and i'll be ready to go well i'm not great at being on time to things that aren't work related like i'm not great at that like i'll be the first to admit i've missed some kickoffs for games like even going to the titans games here in nashville because the traffic is terrible if you go like an hour beforehand because everybody wants to tailgate But if you go like right before the game, you can get in and get out and it's just fine. I literally park in my parking spot that's like a few steps from the door. I waltz in, walk right to my seat and it's fine. So maybe they're doing that. They're like, all right, so everybody's going to get their way ahead of time. Let's just kind of sneak in there right as the ball is kicked (laughs) off. I guess so. And also I had my friend Ryan meet us and he is a big Ohio state fan. So I also thought not only do I need to get there for our game, it's a Texas bar. There'll be Texas fans, Texas TVs everywhere. But I thought now I also have to maneuver the getting him to be able to watch Ohio state Rutgers on a TV. And that took some work as well. I just stress out about way too many things, but it all worked out in the end. And he's sitting there sweating Rutgers. I'm like, dude, do not worry about it. You're not losing to Rutgers. We might lose. You and your slow start, you got it easy today. Chelsea, let's talk about tonight's Monday Night Football game. Chargers at the Jets. Chargers laying three and a half points in the Meadowlands. Chargers minus 185. Jets plus 150. Total set at 39 and a half. That total has dipped down from 40. And since I've been going on and on and on about Texas football, tell the people what you're on tonight and let them hear a better voice. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I think I'm going to be only on props in this game because it doesn't feel like either side is very trustworthy in this one. Maybe the Chargers go off, and maybe we have been buying low on this team that... I'll admit it, they had a stretch there where they had to go against some really good defenses. So you look at those games against the Chiefs and the Cowboys, and maybe you don't take away too much from that. 
But this is a good defense, too. The Jets have stayed in games and won games probably solely because of that defense. It's not because they're lighting up the scoreboard. Also, they're getting three and a half points at home here, and it's also a very long trip uh, to the East Coast for the L.A. Chargers here, having to go all the way to New New York or New Jersey or whatever that damn stadium is actually located in. Uh, So a side is not going to be the play for me. I think I'm going to go look at some player props here, and I'm looking at the passing game for the New York Jets because based on the matchup, the L.A. Chargers have given up the most passing yards per game of any team in the NFL. So I know it can mm-hmm. be tricky trusting Zach Wilson, but if there's ever a spot for him to at least um, you know throw for some yards here, it's against this Chargers secondary. So I'm going to look at two players. Number one, a really low number on Brees Hall tonight. It is 18, or excuse me, 17 and a half. So I'll hit the over on Brees Hall's receiving prop. He's coming off a game where he had 76 receiving yards against the Giants. Granted, that was in overtime. He got a few more targets there, but still had nine targets on the day, and his targets have gone up. He had five targets in the receiving game against the Eagles as well and finished with 54 receiving yards there. So I like the upside for Brees Hall in the receiving game against the Chargers. Next up, we're going to go with uh, Garrett Wilson, who looked to be having a a great season before Aaron Rodgers went down. I thought it was going to be a breakout year for him. Uh, I still think he's one of the better receivers or one of the better young receivers in the game. I'll go over his receiving prop of 66 and a half. It feels like a low number for somebody who's coming off a hundred yard game against the Giants. Again, talking about targets there. He's had at least 10 targets in three of his last games. And he's finished with at least 60 receiving yards in three of his last four games. And plus, the matchup is nice. Like I said, the secondary for the Chargers is beatable. Their run game or their run defense is actually pretty solid. So I think it's kind of a pass-funneling defense. Let's go Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall over the receiving props. Oh, okay. Very good. I am – let me make the case for the Jets here. Am I going to bet the Jets? No. Actually, you know what? Maybe I'll make a case for the under instead. I really think the under is going to hit. It's come down again from 40. I might just play it at 40, lay a touch of juice. But I'm thinking about how this game is going to going to go down. And if you're the Jets, it's pretty simple. With Zach Wilson, a quarterback, look, he is who he is at this point, right? He's gotten better. He's not as punitive as he used to be as a starting quarterback. But he's not, not going to be a guy who's going to go out and sling it around and win you football games. You do not want him doing this. However, the Chargers do have the worst passing defense in all the NFL. So if there's any spot where maybe Zach Wilson can have some sort of sustained success, maybe this is it. But ultimately, the Jets are going to play football the way they have been playing football during this three-game winning streak, which is let's hand the ball off to Brees Hall. Let's get Zach Wilson in manageable situations. Let's slowly make our way down the field. Let's hold on to the football. And then let's win the game with our defense because we're not going to have to score that many points if our defense holds. And here's one thing I mentioned earlier, which I think bears repeating. How good are the Chargers, really? At three and four, you're saying, well, they're not that good. They're three and four. Yes, I understand that. But what I'm saying is even in their three wins, Chelsea, They beat the Raiders early in the season with Aiden O'Connell and Josh McDaniels, and they beat Tyson Bajant and the Bears. So even their wins, and they beat the Vikings earlier in the year, they really don't have a great win on the ledger. So having to go all the way across the country and take on the Jets 
and a team that is playing good football right now, I I think the hook is the difference here. So I'm on New York. Yeah, especially if you think it's going to be a tight scoring game like this total is indicating. That's the thing. I think uh, we've seen what the Chargers do, and they play in a lot of close games. Over like the past 23 games or something, I think 18 of them have been decided yeah. by a touchdown or fewer. So I do think the Jets can keep it close, but I don't really want to – uh put any money on it so like i'm not gonna put my money where my mouth is because we kind of fell into this trap when the chargers played the bears because the bears were getting what eight and a half points in that game and they got smoked so i think that's what yeah. makes me a little nervous to uh go against the chargers here because maybe against lesser competition at least teams that can't score maybe they have a chance at covering here but again, I think I will stick to the props world. Jenks, you had another good one when it came to props on the Chargers side. Yeah, I'm definitely going to play this tonight. And it goes along with my game script because I still think the Jets can cover. I still think this is going to be an under game. And I still think Austin Eckler can hit his receiving prop. Right now, you can find it at 30 and a half receiving yards. So I'm going to play this. I've just decided I'm playing this and I'm playing the under. Now, the Jets have one of the best passing defenses in the National Football League, and we already know that Mike Williams is out for the season for the Chargers, so let's just go with Austin Eckler. I feel like this is just way low for him. He can get this easily, and can't you just see Justin Herbert like tossing this out in the flat, little dump-offs, you know, maybe he checks down, finds Austin Eckler, just get him in space and let him do his thing. He's already hit this number in three or four games this season. What I like about this, too, is you can find some closing line value based on the number ticking up, ticking down, whatever side you're on. But again, you can find this at 30 and a half right now. So I'll take that at minus 125. This is a guy who is really the linchpin of that Chargers offense. So I like it quite a bit. Yeah, and it makes sense with the matchup grid. If you go to NFL, they do this little grid that says fantasy points against and they have this matrix that you can follow. So a lot of my handicapping kind of starts from there. If you look at running backs and the opposition, fantasy points against, you look at this Jets defense, and they've given up the eighth most receptions to opposing running backs. So that fits that mold as well, kind of going along with what you're saying. Chargers kind of go with this too. Uh, they've given up the fifth most receptions to opposing running backs uh, when it comes to the passing game. So I think both running backs are kind of due for a big day in the receiving game other than that i don't think there's any other plays that i like here you kind of touched on the total but i think when it's sitting this low at 39 and a half mm, makes me a little nervous <laughs> even though i do think this game will go kind of similar mm -hmm. to i watched this game in person so i remember it very clearly yeah is the chargers going against my titans because the titans kind of have an offense that's pretty anemic or at least before the days of uh will levis entering the fold and this one yeah. went to overtime and i think that's when the over hit but still the chargers only scored 24 points i think it all hinges on what we expect from this chargers offense when they go against good defenses can we count on them to really carry the load because as good as justin herbert is they haven't really scored many points when they go against those good defenses. They're hanging the crazy numbers yeah. when they're going against teams like the Bears and the Vikings defense, and they only scored 24 against the Raiders. So I just think that is what it boils down to. How many points do you think the Chargers are scoring here? I don't think it's going to be that much because this Jets defense mm. is actually very solid. 
That's what I'm thinking about. I'm trying to look up the weather right now in the Meadowlands and to see if that's going to be a factor tonight. Meadowlands weather. Let's take a look at it right now. Probably not going to be <laughs> beep, a big deal. Beep, okay. Beep, pop, boop, boop, beep, beep. Okay. The internet says, all right, not a deal. It's going to be in the <laughs> tonight. So nothing crazy. It's going to be just fine. I was hoping for rain and wind, something that would also point me towards the under. I'm going to be on the under. I'm going to play it up to 40. I'm going to see if I can find that during the break. But I'm going to hope for, and I'm going to plan on a 20 to 17 Jets win. Jets cover. Well, they're going to, well, ooh, that wouldn't be a Jets. Oh, it would be a Jets cover because they went out right. I think the Jets can win out right here. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I, I, I really do believe the Jets can win this game. I like them on the money line and I like the under here. So those are going to be my place, Chelsea. I'm in on the Jets. Let's go, Jets. Yeah, and then finally, let's throw an anytime touchdown play out there. Because I think we both kind of like Austin Eckler, and especially at minus 125. It feels like there are very few guys in the NFL that you can count on for touchdowns week in, week out. Christian McCaffrey's one of them, but he's usually minus 180. Austin Eckler's the other guy. He's minus 125 tonight. Oh, I love that. Hard to find value like that on a guy who is, again, probably the main cog of that offense. So I'm on it with you there, Chelsea. Coming up in five minutes, back to the lab to try to make you some cash this week. You know what time it is. We are handing out our best bets. That is next on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Going to wrap up Hour 3 next. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Monday on the Daily Tip for Make You Out for a second. I bet MGM. Turn that up, don't we? We gotta wake up somehow. Coming up shortly, we will hand out our best bets for the night. I'm watching Chelsea as we speak. Put in her card. Oh, it's a big card. That's what I like to see on a Monday. Chelsea, let me ask you this. As you're putting in your bets, I'm trying to stall to let you finish typing. What do you have going on on this Monday? What exciting thing am I missing here in the big city that is happening in Hendersonville, Tennessee? Is there a big meeting on the town square and everyone's going to talk about the water waste problem? Are you guys going to march down the street and celebrate the beginning of Thanksgiving season? What's happening? No, you always ask me this and I never have a good answer. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I we'll disagree. go grocery shopping. Maybe yes. we'll go to Kirkland's because Kirkland's is a fun uh. place. It's a little overpriced, but I do like looking at the Christmas decorations. But like other than that, like I don't do a whole lot. I'm a mom. I live in the suburbs. Like what do you want me to say here? I don't know. Me and Blake are going to go out, tie one on later, probably sit down, just talk about how things have been going. No, I think going to Kirkland's and looking at Christmas decorations is fine. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Yeah, I like Christmas decorations. Hey, you can get some cheap Kirkland's booze there. 
you know, let mama have a drink while everybody looks at the decorations. Even if you don't do that, although I will say this, as much as I love Christmas, it is early for Christmas decorations. And I'm going to talk about this later on today when I do this Commander's podcast because I was I was railing on Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. Mariah Carey released a video, a YouTube video, on November 1st. And it's 30 seconds. And all it is is Mariah Carey dressed in a Santa outfit that is form-fitting. And she's in a – she's basically trapped – in a an ice cube and then she sings something really high hits a really hot high octave and then the ice breaks and all it says is it's time that means it's time to start filling mariah carey's pockets with money it's time for you to start singing and streaming and playing all i want for christmas is you that's all it said november 1st it's time almost two full months ahead of christmas what are we doing it's not her fault. It's the people that buy into this. Because it she is her is just, fault. No, it's not. Like, if you had a way to make easy money, you don't even have to record a new song. You literally just press play and you're like, huh, more money rolling in. Like, I would do this too. Like, she's buying into what people are telling her. It's the same deal as people who are like, oh, those Kardashians, why are they famous? Well, somebody's paying attention to them. So point your finger at those people because somebody's watching and somebody's <sighs> making them famous. It's not their fault. This is like when a team gives a bad contract to like a quarterback or somebody. Like it's yes. not their fault. What are they going to say? Like, oh no, I reject this offer. I think this is a little too much money and I don't think this is a wise long-term decision. <laughs> no, they're going to take the money every time. It's the team's fault, not the players. Yes. I know. And also, if you could make easy money just by saying, don't forget to play my song, you don't have to make a new song. All you got to do is play the old one. Oh, God. I don't want to be a Grinch. I'm a nice person. I like the holidays. I'm going to try and enjoy it. Coming up next on BetQL Daily, here's someone you enjoy. Odyssey NFL Insider Jason Lockenfora on week nine in the league, including a preview of tonight's game. If you missed our conversation about the futures bets that we like in college basketball season, can you believe it actually starts tonight, November 6th? It does. You can download and subscribe to the Daily Tip wherever you get your podcast. Chelsea, this is what I like to see a big card on a Monday. Let's get to it. Time to place your bets. It's prop heaven. All right, Chelsea. Let's hear who is on the card today. Hell yeah. No complaining about Mondays around here because we get Monday night football. And there's a whole host of bets that I like in tonight's Chargers and Jets matchup. However, my best one is going to be Brees Hall, the running back for the New York Jets, over his receiving prop of 17 and a half yards. Number one, this is a really low number. And Brees Hall, we know he's coming off an injury earlier in the year, but his role in the offense has steadily been trending up because his snap count uh, is going higher. Like, they're not, you know, playing him with kid gloves anymore. He has the mm -hmm. free reign to play in as many plays as they want him to play in. In the last two games, he's demolished this number just because his targets have gone way up against the Eagles. Five targets, five catches, 54 yards receiving. Last game, nine targets, six catches, and 76 yards. Sensing a trend here. 
Also, looking at the matchup here against the Chargers, the way to do it is in the passing game. The Chargers are giving up the most passing yards per game of any team in the NFL. And plus, against running backs, they're giving up the fourth most yards and the six most receptions to opposing running backs. So the matchup lines up. The trends are pointing the right way. So I'm going to go with a low number for Brees Hall, over 17 and a half receiving yards for minus 135 as my best bet. Chelsea, best of luck to you. I like that. And I was switching my bets as we were talking, going a little juicier on my underplay. But I'm going on a player prop with you. Austin Eckler, over 30 and a half receiving yards. It's minus 125 if you shop around tonight. The Jets do have a fantastic defense. They are terrific. There's no question about that. So how do you mitigate that? How do you get around it? You dump things off to Austin Eckler. You find him in the flat. You get him across the middle, okay, on a third down. You find him when you look and you're number two, number three option. They're, they're covered, right? What do you do? You just check down. You find Austin Eckler. And look at his numbers. He has covered this number in three of his last four games. Don't forget the Chargers injury situation. Mike Williams is out for the entire season. Again, you got to shop around to find it. I think there's plenty of value here. Let's go Austin Eckler over 30 and a half receiving yards, just minus 125. Hell yeah, I'll be on that one too, brother. Let's go. Got a lot of plays I like. So let's get to ah. the third member of our Best Bets crew. Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> okay, 8-Ball, let's get to it. Do we like Brees Hall over his receiving prop, 17 and a half receiving yards? It is certain. All right. Yes. So how about Austin Eckler over his receiving prop of 30 and a half? Do we like it? 8-Ball says... We need an answer, a ball. Signs point to yes. Oh, okay. That's what I'm talking about. Come on, guys. You know what to do here. If you want to check out the eight ball, you can do it. Just go to twitch.tv slash betql. Twitch.tv slash betql. Chelsea, what else do you have on the card? Yeah, more, 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 more player props. I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson. Wide receiver number one for the New York Jets. Like I said, the matchup here suggests that you go with uh, the passing game for the Jets because the Chargers give up the most passing yards per game of any defense in the NFL. You look at Garrett Wilson, the targets are always there. He has had at least 12 targets in three of the last four games. So he's going to get the catches, if anybody is, on this Jets uh, receiving core. And the number tonight is 66 and a half. He went 100 yards last time against the Giants, had 90 against a very good Eagles team. So I'll hit the over on that. And I'll be with you on Austin Eckler over his receiving prop as well. Over 30 and a half. I think when you have a good defense, uh, you go with the running back who has the good hands because you're going to see some of those short, dumpy passes. So those are my plays. Three player props. Let's go. Oh, all right, Chelsea. I like all those plays. I got one more for you, and I'm going to get a little juicy here like I often do. I'm going to go under 42 at minus 150. I just found it. I still like it at under 40 if you don't want to lay the juice, and here's why. Let's think about game script. What do the Jets want to do? They do not want Zach Wilson 
throwing it around, trying to throw for 300 yards. That is not his game. That is not their game. They want to hand the ball off to Brees Hall. They want to put manageable situations on the board for Zach Wilson, at quarterback. That means slowing down the pace of this game. Conversely, if you're the Chargers, good luck against this Jets defense and good luck going across the country also. I'm not convinced the Cardinals or the Cardinals that the Chargers are as good as their three and four record. They beat the Vikings, the Raiders, and the Bears. This is a low scoring affair. The Chargers have also hit the under in five straight, and primetime unders are hitting at a 63% clip since 2016. Let's go under 52, minus 150, and lay the juice. Time now for your BetQL five star best bet for insight, analysis, trends five-star bets, whatever you need to become a more informed better. All you have to do is download the BetQL app. All right, what does the mainframe have to say? Oh, the BetQL mainframe is going with NBA tonight. Celtics laying four in Minnesota against the Timberwolves. Let's find out what's coming up next on BetQL Daily. And for that, we bring in Aaron Hawksworth. Good morning, Aaron. How are you? Good morning. Happy Monday. How was your weekend? Did you guys have a good betting weekend? We did. I think so. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we went undefeated. Wow. <laughs> well, that's better good. than good. Yeah. Hey, Aaron, so I just know? saw something on Twitter that I want to ask you about. I just saw where okay. people are shaving their eyebrows in unity with Josh Dobbs, the new quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Would you ever do something this drastic, you know, just based on a sports team you like? It feels way out of line to me. Like, let's only pump the way I would consider it is if I had no eyebrow, like barely any eyebrows to begin with, or like blondish ones. But like, I think yeah. I would look really different without eyebrows because if I don't <laughs> like I'm really dark, it would look crazy. And I, I'm not that big of a fan of any team to make that kind me of neither. commitment. Yeah. They wouldn't do that for me. Like, what? so why would I do it for them? Wouldn't do it for yeah. me. Sounds like yeah. something, yeah, some crazy fans who, like, put team tattoos on, and they just they oh, go God. all in. Don't get me started on wow. tattoos for teams that don't know you exist. Mm-mm. Oh, I thought you almost said tattoos for teens there. I was like, oh, that's a whole different topic. Tattoos okay. for teens. Tattoos for <laughs> teens. I'm against it. I'm speaking out against it right now. Aaron, thank you. Have a fantastic <laughs> show. Always good to see you on this Monday. I was like, Chelsea's going to do a tattoos for teens reference? Oh, she wasn't. Okay, that's it for us here on the Daily Tip for BetQL. Presented by BetMGM for Chelsea. I'm James. Good luck on your bets. Have a great Monday. We'll see you right early tomorrow. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.